Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, hour number three of the program. I am Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. They have reached halftime in Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs after one half of football. Uh, they have certainly put some points on the board. I talked about this possibly being a back-and-forth shootout, but it's been Tampa Bay that has just stubbed their toe a couple of times, giving Kansas City they fumbled the opening kickoff, and then they also fumbled the ball later on in the game when Tom Brady was sacked. Those have both led to Kansas City Chiefs touchdowns and that's really the difference in the game 28 to 17 right now in favor of the Chiefs an 11 point advantage at the half they are seven and a half point favorites in the live market with a total in-game total of 69 and a half and Mike I want to talk a little bit about football contests here in okay. town we'll start with Circa Survivor and Circa Millions and the consensus pick uh, for the Circa for the Circa Millions contest this week uh, was the Vikings, and everybody really enjoyed that one. Uh, two, over 2,000 contestants, 2,042 entries, had the Vikings laying just two and a half points. Very key where that contest line was. Obviously, they win that one by three, and with good reason why it was the most pip, uh, popular pick in the Circa Millions contest. The second most popular pick was the Dallas Cowboys. Over 1,300 entries landed on Dallas at minus three. They win and cover. Uh, just under 13 or 13, excuse me, 1,345 entries landed on the Raiders minus two and a half. That is a win and a cover. Uh, just over 1,200 entries took the Cardinals getting a point and a half. That is a win and a cover. The fifth most po uh, popular pick was the Pittsburgh Steelers minus three, a little over 1,100 contestants landing on Pittsburgh. That is a loser. But I tell you what. Not a bad day for the consensus going four and one. Yeah, not a bad day at all. And we've talked about getting out in front of the consensus if you want. Uh, certainly uh, four and one. Uh, I think everybody would take that all day, every day, right? Um, so, no, it gets interesting, though. Uh, home favorite situations, even though neutral, when you think about the Vikings across the pond uh, <laughs> that way, right? But the Cowboys, Raiders, uh, Steelers did not cash, obviously, at home there. But the Cardinals, eight and two last year, um, ATS. Uh, on the road. Yeah. Uh, so, like, they, again, this team is so much more comfortable away from home. It's wild. It is wild. You know, it two things, two trends that we were talking about on Saturday's show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it is seven straight games and now eight mm -hmm. that the Cardinals have won on the road or at least covered the spread on the road. We also talked about how bad the Cardinals are when they score 24 oh. or less points. What they get today? 26, yeah. and they get the victory. And they get the victory. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's staggering. Really, another slow start, too, but they were able to overcome it. I mean, just a lot of mistakes uh, on the other side, obviously. But, um, no, like the consensus for millions, um, maybe they're catching up because there was so much randomness, I, I think, 
from you know the the record of the consensus whether uh, you like the percentages like if you like the dog situation if you like the 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 favorite situation but uh, all over the place but now maybe as we get deeper and deeper into the schedule and uh, you think about the consensus from a circa million standpoint following that uh, could be beneficial for betters uh, uh, down the line yeah you know if you let, let's say you went three and two this week mm-hmm. which is never a bad week uh, but if you went three and two this week you probably lost a little ground right because right. you have the majority of the people in the contest that went four and one mm-hmm. again if you just look at those five most popular picks um, let's switch over to survive. Oh, by the way, uh, the first quarter mm-hmm. came to an end right. in Circa Millions. And uh, I know one of the guys that um, was in uh, first place there for the quarter, okay. and I have his selections here. Uh, they were texted to me by a friend. Let me see if I can find this. And I mm-hmm. think he did pretty well. I know he was on the Giants and the Chargers. Here we go. Let me see here. Uh, he was on the Giants. The Buffalo Bills, that's a push. Mm-hmm. He was on the Chargers, uh, that's a win. He was on the Cleveland Browns, that's a loss. And he was on Arizona. So that's uh, three, one, and one. Uh, so that he was at 15, 15 and, 0. and 0. So that'll put him at, uh, you know, what is that, 18, 1, and 1. Um, he's certainly going to be in the money. <laughs> Well, you had so many uh, players or entries right there at 14 and 1, too, though. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, again, the consensus is an mm-hmm. indication that a lot of people did pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So you might have, the, you know, the other 15 and 0 might have went 5 and 0. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Man. Not, not a bad not start. Not a bad there, start huh? at all. 20 and 0, and you yeah. pick up uh, 15 grand to boot. Yeah. That's not or, bad. Not 15. Well, 150. 150,000. Yeah, because um, they're they're paying out five spots, five positions, right? Uh, plus the booby. Um, yeah. Had so what two entries that were one and fourteen, right? And the quarterly booby prize is twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think uh, I think they just pay out the one. It, it, there's not five places for the booby. Yeah, just the one. Yeah, just yeah. the one. All right, let's take a look at uh, Circa Survivor, and boy. The most popular pick and survivor was the Packers. 689 entries were on Green Bay, and they had a real scare. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they <laughs> did, absolutely. I mean, it came to overtime, kind of scare. Yeah. Uh, that situation right there. And uh, I was worried about, you know, just the spread. Uh, you know, for survivor, obviously, you're just trying to win the game right there. But, uh, you know, Green Bay, for what they are right now, we see some players, the young pups kind of, Step up, right? Dobbs and Watson getting into the end zone. Dobbs could have caught a touchdown. I like that kid. Yeah, I do too, but he's got to finish a play, though. Yep. Uh, as a youngster, I mean, catch the ball but and survive I'll, the I'll ground. cut him a little slack as a rookie mm-hmm. once or twice. Sure. I mean, you can't continue to make that mistake. Right. But. right, but you can see how with that quarterback, though, if they start to have any type of consistency – Shoom with oh, that yeah. team, right? I, I, mean, I agree. I that, agree. That Green Bay team. Now, defensively, though, a little troublesome uh, with a physical standpoint uh, because New England uh, wanted to run the football. They got physical. They put air in the helmet, extra air in the helmet. They got after Green Bay. Uh, so, But that can be fixed, too. I mean, that, that's an attitude shift uh, a lot of times uh, when you want to stop the run. But uh, elevating that offense with those young pups uh, and getting the victory that the way that they did in overtime, uh, that's going to go a long way for the Packers. But uh, certainly – from a survivor standpoint, yep, you survive. Uh, all 689? Yep, of, 689. Of, <laughs> and, of course, we were talking with Derek Stevens and Mike Palm on the Saturday edition of the Pro Football Blitz, and, and Derek was saying, you know, I, I hope the Packers win because mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where he's offering an empathy package, right? Yeah. Uh, if, if you were eliminated, uh, if all of your entries were eliminated in Circa Survivor the first three weeks, uh, you can go onto their website and find a, a package that they're offering that is quite nice. Uh, now, if you were eliminated in week four, it doesn't count, but uh, he was rooting for the Packers because right. that would have taken out, you know, uh, again, almost another 50% of what's left here in Circus Survivor yep. uh, through the first four weeks. So that would I know, have been 689 plus 177 for the Steelers. And yeah. So, I mean, yeah. You're yeah. A big 177 right there. people yeah. were on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was the second most popular pick in Circus Survivor. Uh, those are done. And then the fifth most popular pick was the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. 91 entries were on the Lions. They are done. 49 entries were on the Colts. Those are torn tickets right there as they lose outright to the Tennessee Titans. 39 people advance with the Raiders, 32 entries advance with the Dallas Cowboys, 21 on the Vikings, 19 on the Giants, eight people go by the wayside with the Cleveland Browns losing to the Falcons. Six entries were on the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. That's a winner. You've got four entries on the 49ers, three entries on the Panthers. Those are losers. Two entries on the Falcons, and they advance into week five. Two entries right now on the Chiefs, and one entry on the Jets that is still alive. Well, one of the things that I think we could look forward to talking to uh, Derek and Mike uh, Palm, uh, Jeff Jeffrey Benson as well, and ourselves next week, is did all these players reveal something uh, by picking the Packers? Like, in other words, do we still see a lot of multi multiple entries or, or are we down to where, okay, I just got to survive right now. I'm going with the Packers with yeah. one entry. Right. Uh, and, but and they burned it, though. Yeah. And, and Well, you're right. And, and the Packers are playing on Christmas, mm -hmm. right? So, oh, oh, Christmas Day. Yep, exactly. So if, if, Sir, if Circa Survivor does last until Christmas, um, obviously you're down one very good team right there mm -hmm. in the Green Bay Packers. Um, these people down here, I'm not so sure about the four entries on the 49ers. Those could be somebody that, you know, just is down to one or two entries. Okay. But the 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 Panthers, three entries on the Panthers, two two selections on the Falcons, and one on the Jets. Those are people that are taking a shot, you know, mm -hmm. and they're playing some sort of strategic game there. You, you you wouldn't take any of those teams, I don't think, if you were down to your last ticket. Right. I mean, just thinking ahead, like Buffalo is what fourteen points. Yeah. Are you going to burn Buffalo now if you only have one entry? I think you have to, you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean right. if you're down to one entry, you, you got to just play to win every week. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and, and move on, uh, sure. survive in advance. As they say, I, I mean, I don't think you can get too cute if you're down to just one entry. Right. Right. So yeah, this, this contest is obviously getting revealing that way, but uh, it makes it that much more intriguing. A lot to talk about going into next week into, uh, you know, we look at some of these games, some of the matchups too, but uh, yeah, Buffalo standing out to me right now, but I, Again, Thanksgiving Day schedule uh, is a different schedule right there for survivors. So uh, do you do that, right? Um, but, again, we're, what has happened so far in this contest, uh, you certainly can't predict uh, what's going to happen each and every week now. Uh, Buffalo, a 14-point favorite right now in Week 5 hosting the Steelers. Uh, Tampa Bay currently listed as an 8.5-point favorite hosting the Atlanta Falcons. That number will change, I imagine, depending – on what the outcome is of Sunday night football here tonight. Minnesota, a seven-point favorite. Uh, Miami, a three-point road favorite at the Jets. Uh, San Francisco being uh, favored right now by five on the road at Carolina. 
Uh, you've actually, you might have a handful of candidates next week, Mike, because there are some bigger spreads than we've seen for a couple weeks now. Uh, We'll come back with more of the Pro Football Blitz in just a moment. Stick around. We'll be right back. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Pro Football Blitz is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands that there isn't one time to make a change. Everybody's timeline is a little bit different, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take your first step towards change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. 31 to 17 Kansas City out in front of Tampa Bay and I tell you what that is a small victory right there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense Mike we had Tampa Bay facing third and 10 and they throw a little screen pass to Juju Smith-Schuster for a gain of about 25 and it looked like Kansas City was going to possibly go in for yet another touchdown but Tampa Bay holds to a field goal so now it is a 14 point game Tampa Bay if they can go back and get a touchdown this is a real ball game here, and we are still very early in the second half. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing the possession game, uh, obviously that's a win for Tampa uh, because they had two possessions taken away from them, the opening kickoff and then the turnover by Brady. Uh, so to be down 31-17 with a chance to get within one possession here, uh, that's everything you wanted to start the second half. You know, Tom Brady approached almost 200 yards throwing the football uh, in that first half too. So they have something going. They're using multiple formations but can he identify the pressure packages from Spags, the defense coordinator there for Kansas City? I mean, if Brady can get in tune or in sync with what he's seeing out there and, uh, or identify some of the pressure and get the ball out quick, uh, Tampa Bay's got something going there in the second half offensively. I, I think this is a really big possession. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can score a touchdown on this possession, um, we've got a whole new ball game. Right. If they you know, stop without much movement, if it's a three and out, and like you say, Spags has something dialed up for this second half, mm-hmm. um, this could be Kansas City's night. I think this could be a telling drive right here, uh, Tampa Bay's first possession of the second half. Uh, talk about an impressive team, Mike. Let's go to Philadelphia. Holy cow. Mm. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, they came out hot. Uh, they intercepted Jalen Hurts early in this game, and all of a sudden it was 14 to nothing in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars, the visitors up on the road in Philadelphia early in this contest. But then Jalen Hurts in the running game, they found a little bit of a rhythm. They started cooking in the second quarter here. They scored 20 unanswered points and led after one half of football 20 to 14. Now it was possibly a key missed extra point. The last touchdown that Philly scored before halftime because Jacksonville of course was getting six and a half Mm -hmm. and Philadelphia was not able to maintain that seven point lead. It was a six point advantage after one half of football 20 to 14. Late fourth quarter Jacksonville gets a stop turning Philadelphia over on downs. They were down by eight points at this time, and the Jaguars had a chance to tie it. But Trevor Lawrence, he's sacked, fumble recovered by the Eagles, ball game, 29-21, to your final. The Eagles moved to 4-0, and and the 
they cover the number. Again, like I said, it was six and a half. They cover the number 29-21, and the game goes over the total. You know, it looked like I, I kind of liked the Jacksonville side this yeah. week, and it looked like it was the right side early. But then Philly, like I say, they found their rhythm. And then late in the game, you talked about it earlier with Jacksonville. Are they really good, or are they still a little bit young and are still going to make some mistakes? And that part of the question came up late in that ballgame. Yeah, absolutely, Brady. Let's get into just the beginning of the game and uh, thinking about Jacksonville on back-to-back road situations against two really good teams, or good teams anyway, in personnel standpoint. Uh, So I I don't think Jacksonville is ready for that yet uh, because of the mistakes and, and certainly the youth on that team. But I do like like what I'm seeing from Jacksonville. I mean, this is uh, it's a young man's game. Jacksonville has reinforced that, uh, and so taking a second and a third look now at Jacksonville in terms of uh, a team to start to back. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm getting signs of that, right? I'm Philly, the Eagles. Uh, they have continuity. They have everything on their side right now. They they have confidence. They they know that they probably should be the best team in that division uh, and might have designs on the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest with you, they, I mean that, uh, they look that good right now. Right, they do, and, and so they're feeling that too inside the building. Now they're not going to get in front of their skis here and and start talking about that that way. Uh, but I, I think from a coaching standpoint, they're aggressive. Uh, from a player standpoint, they love it, they enjoy it. They, you, you can tell that the players know and understand that these coaches trust them and their abilities. Uh, so Jalen Hurts doesn't wow you throwing a football, and, and he shouldn't. I mean, I think the combination of using him in a rushing a game and what they can do off of him in a rushing game with Sanders and everybody else makes that offense unpredictable, uh, really hard to stop. And then defensively, uh, they do a great job of mixing it up and getting after you too. So they cause turnovers. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, again, as a younger player, he'll get used to that pressure and then certainly try to understand how to protect the ball uh, a little bit more. But, uh, yeah, just back-to-back road situations against two teams like this uh, the Chargers, and okay, you look at the Eagles. I mean, I just thought that was going to be too difficult even for the Jaguars to get inside that number, though. That's why I stayed away. Well, the running game looked good for the Jaguars. Yeah. Um, the, you know, one thing that Philadelphia, I think, presented, the Jack, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars for the first three games of the season, mm-hmm. uh, I believe they had one of the best uh, rushing defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the running game, and, and like you say, the, kind of a, a dual threat, uh, threat, if you will, both the passing threat of Philadelphia and the rushing threat. I think it was tough for this rush defense to keep up. And and I think Philadelphia just eventually wore them out yeah. with superior talent. And I mean, because they they're, they're able to do so much offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that just kind of took Jacksonville eventually out of the game. Yeah, it can. I mean, it can, it can make you feel panicked too, or pressured too. And I, I think we saw that at times and, uh, such a, a younger team, uh, are they ready for that? I give Jacksonville a lot of credit. I think they have a ton of talent. Now, if you think about the drafts, and uh, now they have a, a competent coaching situation, uh, too, on both sides of the ball. I'm really liking what Jacksonville is developing and turning into. Now, the spots are really going to dictate whether or not uh, you make a wager, at least on my mind, you make a wager on Jacksonville. So, uh, you know, tough situations like that, back-to-back on the road, uh, just difficult because it's difficult to win a National Football League anyway. I mean, think about what it takes to get on a win streak uh, in a National Football League. And, it, and if you're really good uh, to sustain a win streak, too. So I, I think Jacksonville is in the big beginning stages uh, of being good or being decent, but at least trying to be more consistent uh, right now uh, is something that I think Jacksonville needs to do and focus on. 
So I think they're a tough out for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they will be all season long. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they exceed their season win total, which I think was six and a half games. I wouldn't be surprised if they win seven or eight. Um, the, Doug Peterson's doing a great job, and they, and they certainly have a lot of talented young players. Yep. And it's nice to see Trevor Lawrence uh, have some success because we all, as football fans, mm-hmm. we, we want to see a player of his caliber. So that that is nice to see him have some success. We, yep. we mentioned uh, when we were covering the Houston Texans game, their loss to the Chargers. We mentioned that they will go to Jacksonville in Week 5, a division game between the Jaguars and the Texans, the Jaguars at home laying seven points with a total of 44 and a half. Uh, the Eagles will travel to the other desert down in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, the Cardinals, off of their win over Carolina, will host Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is laying six points with a total of 49 and a half. Um, Lay it right now with Philadelphia because <laughs> Arizona doesn't win at home, right? No, they don't win at home. <laughs> They're not competitive. They're not the same team. Uh, at home, you know, the Eagles, too, they lead the league right now. Turnover differential, they're plus eight. Uh, yeah. So, you know, well, on the heels of Jacksonville fumbling uh, or turning the ball over five times, too. So, I mean, that can skew it. Uh, but, you know, the Cardinals, and, and you can just watch the Cardinals and, and see that they're making it up as they go offensively. They, You know, uh, that's exactly yeah. the way you should put it, it, it because mm-hmm. it looks like and and it seems to especially show up like that in the second half it really does now it works out for them for whatever reason on the road uh it did against the raiders it did against carolina but this is a one of the best teams uh in the nfc if not the best team in the nfc right now coming uh to town uh there for the eagles and a team that's like confident like i said i mean i don't think they're going to go undefeated talking about the eagles but um, they have a moxie about them, uh, and, and what they do defensively is confusing mm-hmm. uh, for an offense. And so to me, unless you're dictating offensively, that's going to be difficult to go up against that Eagles defense. And I have not seen any signs that the, uh, the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, have a way to dictate on, on offense. Well, they certainly get off to slow starts, as they did mm-hmm. once again today. And it's, it's almost the same thing every week for Arizona. They get off to a slow start. And then they make a comeback in the second half. But at the same time, they always look very uh, disoriented. And like you said, like they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. yeah, And and I think both of those things, I don't know if a slow start you can put completely on the head coach. But I think especially that looking like we're lost and we don't know what direction to head in the Mm -hmm. second half. I think that's squarely on Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, it is. There's a lot of pressure on Kingsbury and it should be. I mean, this is a guy that got hired. Well, he got hired because they got Kyler. Uh, and nobody can find a different. They couldn't get Lincoln Riley, I guess. So uh, let's get Kingsbury, who knows him. Uh, but the Cardinals uh, have been outscored 66 to 16 wow. in the first half of their four games this season. We talked about this yesterday, uh, where I had the stat that they had 13. They scored 13 points the entire first half, or, or uh, a total of 13 points. They scored uh, three today. They scored three today. So there you go with the slow starts. Kansas City on the move once again, up 31 to 17, under 10 minutes left to go in the third quarter. We'll be right back. This is the Pro Football Blitz on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Season Prep Guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. 
Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard with you. And Mr. Pritchard, I believe I just saw another touchdown on the screen there in the uh, in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now 38-17. to 17. Mm. We talked about that drive for Tom Brady mm. and Tampa Bay, their first possession of the second half. The defense was able to hold Kansas City to a field goal. And if they could come back the other way and get a touchdown, they would be within one score. Not the case. They were forced to punt and... We also mentioned, let's see what Spagnola has, what has he changed in the second half? There was a lot of pressure on Tom Brady mm-hmm. in that series, and it worked for Steve Spagnola and his defense. And now it's 38-17. The Tampa Bay defense hasn't necessarily been able to do the same, but Spagnola, I, I think the game plan from Andy Reid, and we were just talking about your ex-Colorado Buffalo friend, Eric Bieniemy. The offensive game plan looks outstanding. I think the defense has looked very, very good as well. Surprisingly, uh, against Tom Brady, this defense has looked uh, very, very good. I mean, absolutely. Um, uh, I think a solid game plan, but it helps to have a lead like that too. And you can, you can change up your looks. You can uh, not take chances, but make Tom Brady guess, right? Because you're going to have to throw the football. Uh, it's one, it's one dimensional. It's okay, you got to throw the football now. Here's what we're going to do to you, and see if you can help that or or, or combat that. On the other side, I mean, I'm impressed with what's happening, but also surprised at how uh, Tampa's playing defense. I mean, prime example on that last touchdown to the third-string tight end, Jordy Fortson. I had to look his name up. I was like, who is that guy? (laughs) Jody, excuse me, Jody. Uh, Jody Fortson is his name. And the DV, I think it was Davis, had inside technique, man-to-man coverage. Mahomes knew that. But – you have inside technique and let you let a slant right slant route still go inside of you. Like there's no confidence out there as a cornerback um, against a third string tight end. And it's like, well, why not just press the guy? Yeah. You know, and, and take that away immediately and, and make them get off of it. But no, they don't. They play off coverage inside, but yet you still let a slant route get across your face from a technique standpoint. That's poor. You know, uh, very, very poor. So credit to Kansas City for exploiting that, whether they have the matchups, you know, from a personnel standpoint or they just – it doesn't matter. We, we know their weaknesses on the side of Tampa Bay, and, and we're exploiting that right now. The Kansas City Chiefs, again, up 38-17 to 17 on Tampa Bay. And you remember earlier in the program I asked you if you wanted to take 15-and-a-half yeah. points with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – uh, that wouldn't have been a great bet. They're now 17-and-a-half-point mm. underdogs are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the live market. Kansas City, again, favored by 17-and-a-half here, and we aren't even finished with the third quarter. A little over five minutes left to go in the third quarter. How about your in-game total, Mike? Yeah, it no. just keeps going up, 71-and-a-half. Yep. Yeah. I don't and think Kansas City I, has punted. I think, well, you're, no, you're right. I don't think they have because even when – Tampa Bay stopped them. They were in field goal range. And, mm-hmm. and by the way, their field goal kicking this week has been outstanding. Harrison Butker still not in the lineup tonight. Um, but the uh, guy filling in for Butker has been perfect so far 
uh, with the field goal game. 71 and a half, again, the in-game total. And, and I tell you what, Mike, um, where, where are we right now? 55. Uh, it just ticked up. 72 and a half. I think I could only go over because it doesn't look like Tampa Bay can stop Kansas City, and you have to believe Tampa Bay is going to try and mount some sort of comeback. Uh, I, I, we've got a lot of football left to play. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay may get in the end zone a couple more times, and so might Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. You know, uh, Spags, I don't know if he's going to come after Tom Brady or not. Uh, will he play more prevent? But why would you do that? Your game plan's working so it's just up to Tom Brady and that offense to find something that works against the pressured looks, you know, and, and being consistent uh, that way, staying out of uh, down and distance situations that lead to some issues with you offensively right now. I mean, offensive line uh, early on was giving Tom Brady some protection, uh, but yet you're not completing enough passes. You're not converting on third down, uh, you know, and, and so if you're, if you're Tampa Bay, what else can you do? I mean, certainly you got to, stay ahead of the chains because Spagnolo, I mean, he's, he's been all over it. He's been in their kitchen. We used to say that all the time. <laughs> Somebody's in your kitchen sitting at your table right now, uh, and certainly Spag's doing that from a defense coordinator standpoint against Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay moving the ball pretty well so yeah. far uh, on this drive, and Kansas City dipped now to a 14.5-point favorite in the live market. Tampa Bay nearing midfield with first and 10 to go. Uh, let's talk about the action down in Big D, the Commanders at the Cowboys, and neither team really looked like anything special in the first half. Carson Wentz was certainly receiving better protection. He was only sacked once in the first half. The Commanders' running game was solid, but Cooper Rush found Michael Gallup for a touchdown in Gallup's return to the Dallas lineup for the first time this season, and it was 12-7 Cowboys. Cooper Rush then found Noah Brown midway through the third quarter on a 45-yard bomb to get Dallas into the red zone, but they settled for just a field goal, and it was 15-7 in favor of the Cowboys. Then it was Cooper Rush to C.D. Lamb for a 30-yard touchdown to begin the fourth quarter, and now Dallas was starting to put it on Washington, 22-10 in the final frame. Carson Wentz was intercepted for the second time late in the fourth quarter, and that was just about it. 25-10, to 10, your final game stays under the total. Cowboys win and cover, and they are undefeated, Michael, with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. Yeah, you know, I think Cooper Rush uh, opening up some eyes uh, of some GMs that might think they can mold this guy into a franchise quarterback. Who knows? I mean, I, I, he's taking advantage of his opportunity. Yeah, uh, And that's all you sure. can do. That's all you can do as a player – uh, and see what happens from the business uh, side of things for other teams. I mean, teams are always looking for quarterbacks. So uh, good for Cooper Rush uh, right now uh, in, his, in his starting role for the Cowboys. On the other side is where the problems are, though. Uh, I think, and I'll pull back the curtain. When, when you're playing with a quarterback like Carson Wentz, um, you look around and, you know, you're, you're talking to your teammates. You're like, man, how are we going to win a game today? Yeah. Seriously, yeah. How, how are we going to win this game? What can we like, it's different when you're in the locker room and you got John Elway or, or Warren Moon or, or somebody like that. Or, or take a quarterback that, that is elite now or, or, you know, has a chance to be elite or whatever. Really good, consistent. At least in the locker room as players, you're like, okay, this is what we, we got to do this. We got to do that. If we do this, we're going to win. But when you have to ask yourself a question, how are we going to win today? Yeah. Because of who you have at quarterback, that's a problem. That is a huge problem. And from a betting standpoint, I can't back the commanders that way because – I know that's going on. Uh, and then on top of that, everybody knows the finger should be pointed at Del Rio, but Ron Rivera, the head coach, is supporting him. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you do then? I mean, are we going to win? or What are we doing this for? Uh, and so I, I don't know where this leads. I know they're one and three. It's early on. I don't know how they fix it. Uh, more importantly, Brady, because I Carson, agree with yeah, you. Carson I, Wentz, he's just not a clutch player on top of the fact that he's not a consistent player. I, I don't know how they fix it either. You know, they looked pretty decent in week one when they got a win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has just gotten, you know, all, you know, from there, it went downhill fast. They, they scored in garbage time uh, to pad the stats, make the stats look halfway decent uh, against the Detroit Lions in week two. They were shut out for three quarters of the ball game uh, at home against Philadelphia, and, and then they score ten points here uh, against Dallas, and they were giving up an average of twenty-seven points mm-hmm. on defense. Now they did a little better; they only gave up twenty-five. But now this team is uh, a wreck, and I, I, and like you said, I don't know how it's going to get better. Well, normally you could fix it by you know changing your scheme or changing who you are, your identity, or changing. Uh, personnel or changing coaches. I mean, we've seen that from a knee-jerk standpoint, but uh, I'm not anticipating that happen. I mean, you think about uh, the defensive situation for Detroit. You know, is is Campbell really going to have a discussion with Aaron Glenn? Uh, I don't know. I I don't know if he's strong enough to do that um, as a coach. But Ron Rivera certainly is strong enough to do that with Del Rio, but I don't think he will because they respect each other from a player standpoint. Two linebackers, right? it, but pointing the fingers everywhere else. And, and so I, I don't know how they fix it because they're not going to fix themselves. And, and so for, if you're not going to fix yourself, then how are you going to be a solid on the field? And, uh, you know, it's not an automatic fade for the commanders, but just revealing a lot uh, of issues that's going on with that football team. Well, it is possibly a bet-on situation for the commanders in week five as they host the Tennessee Titans. We talked about this earlier. The Tennessee Titans go from – winning outright as an underdog into the role of road favorite, oftentimes a scary situation there. And then you've got the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Dallas Cowboys. So Cooper Rush, maybe maybe Dak Prescott is back for a date with the Rams in week five. We will see. But right now the Rams at home laying six points with a total of 45 and a half with the Dallas Cowboys coming to town. Tampa Bay knocking on the door trying to get back in this ballgame. We'll be right back. Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. It's kind of a whole new game in Tampa Bay, Mike. The uh, Buccaneers are in the end zone, and they have made this a 12 point ball game. Uh, 38 to 24 currently, just uh, less than a minute left to go in the third quarter. They decide to kick the extra point here. Ryan suck up on for the extra point, and that is up and good. Uh, 11 and a half is the number now. The Kansas City Chief, uh, Kansas City Chiefs are 11 and a half point favorites in the live market. And I was telling you, 
you know, that 71 and a half, 72 and a half, the live total, I was saying I could only go over. Yeah. And here it is now at 75 and a half. Mm. Yeah, Tom Brady, I mean, we were tracking this before the game started, you know, his prop situation, passing yards. Uh, we identified this 267 and a half going over that. He's already done that, 272. Uh, Mahomes at 220, he's been highly efficient. Uh, but I mean, it's tracking that he's going to go over 261 and a half. Right. It was one, minus 115 either way. I stayed away from that one from a recommendation standpoint just because uh, of the nature of that offense and, and that matchup with that defense. But Mahomes has been carving them up in a, an efficient manner. Uh, have, they have not punted the football, uh, which is incredible to think about. So uh, the turnover is obviously, obviously key uh, as – Kansas City started the game, taking a possession away uh, and getting the ball into the end zone and then just capitalizing and, and executing their game plan uh, to a T right now. So uh, it's the fourth quarter, though, coming up, and uh, you got these two quarterbacks. And, and so I could not be happier sitting here with you uh, watching this Sunday night football game. Now, it, I will be happier if I can get inside and help out my teaser uh, with Tampa. Uh, but oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're – you teased it from one getting one and a half mm-hmm. up to seven and a half, correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yep. So I need some work. Uh, now two touchdowns, two possessions here. We need to stop. Well, uh, one one touchdown gets you yeah. uh, seven points. You're, you're inside the the. You're you're a winner on that teaser leg if they score one touchdown here and an extra point. I need to stop though. <laughs> yeah. I need to stop here in the fourth quarter and. But the, the good news is It that doesn't Tim- help when you kick it out of bounds know, on the kickoff. I, I, I mean, you give yeah. Patrick Mahomes a short field. Wow. <laughs> that is a no-no right yep. there. All right, let's talk about uh, it, it is that time of the hour once again to do a pro tip. And, Mike, I had to ask you off air. You've mentioned a couple times during the program tonight when we've been going through these recaps and, you know, maybe what your forecast is on a team for the next week or what have you. And you've said they're not in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking maybe you had some futures tickets on this team. You know, so I, you know, we, we often talk about a betting portfolio or what have you. Uh, but, I, but you said it a couple times, and so I wasn't quite sure. And I think it's a good opportunity for a pro tip. So please explain. Well, Brady, I mean, I'm almost approaching three years uh, in betting, uh, right, sports betting. I couldn't bet as a player. I was afraid to bet because the league scared me in betting. Uh, even when I retired, but not until recently when the league and the NFL partnered up uh, with sportsbooks. I was like, okay, I I feel more comfortable. I'm good now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, I was all over the place, you know, with with betting in the very beginning. But I found out last year uh, during the playoffs that we had the 14 teams uh, in the playoffs, you know, seven from each side. And uh, you think about the playoffs, you've narrowed your focus uh, to those games and those teams. Uh, and then lo and behold, I'm like, okay, I'm doing really well here. Uh, then we get through the playoffs into the Super Bowl. I'm saying, okay, I'm still doing really well here. Uh, so I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Um, let me take a step back. Let me identify uh, what worked there. And, and what worked is similar to, to how I have a portfolio of my own, you know, um, managing uh, the situation with, with playing in the league for a decade. So it's like I'm all about the lower left to upper right, right with my bankroll. It's going to be up and down, right? You're going to go up and down. But at the end of the day, I want it to be up or right uh, if I can get it there. And so uh, by narrowing my focus to what took place in the playoffs, and then I carried that over to baseball, uh, I had a a portfolio of baseball teams that I just focused on Mm -hmm. and and did very well with that. And so going into the season this year, I'm like, okay, I'm going to identify 14 teams. Uh, These are the teams that I like to uh, either reach the playoffs uh, certainly, uh, and then also 
maybe have room to add a couple more teams along the way. Mm -hmm. And so I've tinkered with Miami, uh, adding them to my portfolio. So my my seven teams right now, Buffalo, Cincy, uh, the Colts, uh, you think about the Chargers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Raiders. On the other side is the Cowboys, Packers, Saints, uh, 49ers, uh, Vikings, Eagles, and Rams. And it's like, obviously, you, t you take a look at the situations each week, uh, but I'm intimate with knowledge with these teams, though. At yeah. least I want to be, uh, as opposed to trying to find out everything about every team, about every situation across the league. Uh, that, that's just too much uh, for me. And I think so, it's great. Yeah, so for my pro tip, it's like if you can narrow your focus and just – it's kind of like what we did in football. You know, you have, you have the playbook, but then you have uh, a game week playbook, right? Mm -hmm. You've narrowed the focus into what you think could help you get the win. Uh, so that's my philosophy with my portfolio. I've narrowed my focus into what I feel can give me the most chances uh, to cashing tickets each and every week. Narrow your focus and increase your expertise. Yeah, and I've talked about that uh, a lot of times with people who handicap college football. Maybe just select a conference. Do you, do you like the Pac-12 or do you like the Big 12? Or, or maybe you're going to select two conferences, mm -hmm. you know, the, the Sun Belt or the MAC, and, um, and just focus in on that because you've obviously got, you know, 131, 132 college football teams. It's pretty tough right. to know a lot and feel like you're a really good handicapper on, you know, over 130 college football teams, but maybe you can become just a maven mm -hmm. at one conference. And so I think what you're doing, especially young in your betting career, um, is, is really smart. You basically cut the league in half mm -hmm. and said, I'm just going to try and really know everything I possibly can about these teams and and not spread myself too thin. Right, right. And, and I think it's a uh... – it's the approach of, of you know, investing, I, I think, if you will. I mean, you're, you're not going to... That makes sense, too. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to invest in a bad company, right? You're not going to do something like that. So um, I, I think uh, you want to know, uh, you know everything about a company in terms of being profitable and they have good management and all that. It's the same kind of thing, I think, with, uh, when you're looking at football. Um, and then numbers, too. Like, where is resistance with lines? You know, and, and okay, are there situ situations in which, okay, I feel comfortable knowing that there's a lot of resistance right there with that number uh, or there's a lot of support with another number that that certainly could back uh, my situation. But by narrowing the focus, though, that's really helped me. Big sack there for Tampa Bay. Todd Bowles sends the blitz and they get to Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes will be backed up into their own territory. They were right at midfield and now they're about 10 yards further back, roughly around their own 40 yard line, just underway in the fourth quarter in Tampa Bay and the Kansas City Chiefs still hanging on to a 12-point advantage, 38-24. to 24. They are 13.5-point favorites in the live market, and your live total has just ticked up to 74.5. It went down quickly to 72.5, but now back up to 74.5. Uh, Mike, let's take a look at the Browns and the Falcons, and this was a pretty darn good ball game. The Falcons got out to a 10 to nothing lead with a field goal and a Cordero Patterson touchdown. This guy is really a stud. The Browns countered with a field goal and a Jacoby Brissett touchdown run, and we were all tied at 10 apiece at halftime. They exchanged touchdowns in the fourth quarter, and it was 20-17 to 17 Cleveland, but Young-Ho Koo tied it up with a field goal midway through the final frame and then kicked the game winner with about two and a half minutes left in regulation. The Falcons win for the second week in a row. They win outright for the second week in a row as an underdog. They're 2-2 two and two straight up, Mike, and they are a perfect 4-0 and against the spread this season, 
23-20, your final. Atlanta wins outright as a one-point underdog, and the game stays under the total. Yeah, how about those Falcons right there? Um, and we've seen this coming, too, I think, with the creativity uh, from Arthur Smith. You know, you don't have to have a quarterback that can throw it like Tom Brady uh, and Patrick Mahomes if you can be highly creative. And you think back to the draft and uh, drafting London and certainly the previous draft, you have Pitts and uh, you know, Cordero Patterson is a receiver, but he's playing a running back. Uh, so from a personnel standpoint, it, it presents the opportunity to be very creative. And uh, I, I think we've seen that. Uh, and certainly he's keeping defenses off balance a little bit. I, I'm down on Joe Woods, though, as a defense coordinator for Cleveland. Um, it, yeah. it continues. I mean, there's, there's guys out of position big time in the secondary. Uh, uh, they were missing Miles Garrett, of course, mm -hmm. sure. and uh, and Jadavian right. Clowney. Right, so that now that secondary is exposed a little bit more, uh, which uh, makes a lot of sense right there. Nick Chubb's still in incredible oh, uh, yeah. as a runner, though. Uh, but Brissett, he's programmed. Stefanski has programmed that quarterback, but he's still susceptible to some mistakes. And uh, he's, just not a, he's just not a guy that can get you over the hump, I don't believe. I mean, maybe at times, at moments, but I don't know from – a season standpoint until Deshaun Watson gets back if, if Jacoby Brissett is that type of quarterback. Big sack by the Tampa Bay defense, but it looks like Kansas City is going to survive that setback as they are in the red zone once again. We'll be right back.